0: you ever wanted to start a business but feel stuck and don't know how to start, I want to get you from idea to income in less than 90 days so you can change lives and make an impact while earning money. My name is Barbie Jo and welcome to Passion to Profit. Hello everyone, Barbie Jo here and welcome to another episode of Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Today we are talking about budgeting for your dreams and we have a special guest, Bobby Olson, who focuses on breaking the paycheck to paycheck cycle by teaching positive money mindsets how to destroy debt and reduce financial stress. Folks who work with her one-on-one walk away with a clear view of their financial picture and a budget that meets their specific needs putting them in control of their financial lives. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions for you, Bobby. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to this place in life.
1: Thanks, Barbie Joe, so much for having me. Well, I got to this place really because I was mired in debt hating my job and didn't have any hope to get out of either one. I had so much debt that I couldn't afford to take a pay cut and I couldn't find another job that paid the same. So I was just stuck and I was miserable and I was sick of it. So I finally picked up a personal finance book, really more just to prove to myself that there was nothing I could do because I really believed that. And what I found in the book was hope and a direct path out, and it worked. So I just want to share that with everybody else because I know what it's like to feel hopeless and it doesn't have to be that way.
0: That's incredible. So let's dive into this. Uh, We want to pick your brain here. Tell us, because budgeting can be so stressful inside, especially relationships. Tell us ways that budgeting can actually relieve stress.
1: Well, for me, it totally relieved my stress because the biggest question I always asked was, can I afford it? And to the point where, you know, sometimes I'd be out doing things that were supposed to be fun, but I was so stressed about spending the money and not knowing whether I could honestly afford it or not. And so budgeting for me relieves that stress because I always know the answer to that question. I may not always like the answer, but I know before I step in it, you know, so it makes me make better decisions. It also relieves the stress because I know that my bills are paid and I know how much I have for those bills and how much I still have for other things. I always know if I have enough money now for groceries and everything. It's no longer a question of if I spend this money, am I still going to have enough for everything else I need? The budget tells me that. It gives me those answers.
0: I love that. So we don't need to look at it as something dreadful, but something that's actually helping us.
1: Absolutely. And it's actually, you know, for me, it went from being a stress reliever to now that I'm out of debt and building a solid financial foundation. Now it's actually exciting because I use my budget to dream, but those dreams actually have their goals and goals that have a deadline that I can actually see the end to and a path to. So it's very exciting. And when you do it as a team with, you know, your husband, your family, It's very exciting and and relieves the stress too because it puts everybody on the same page working to the same goal.
0: Okay, I love that. Why do budgets fail sometimes?
1: I think the biggest reason that budgets fail... Um, a couple of reasons. First of all, you know, people get started and they're excited. It's like anything else. You know, you want to lose weight. You want to do better with your money, whatever it is. But then you get into it and it's overwhelming and it might seem hard. And so you just kind of give up before you give yourself a chance to really get started. So I think that patience or lack thereof is one of the biggest reasons that budgets fail. But the other reason I think is because a lot of people stop the budgeting process after creating the budget and they don't actually follow through on it. A lot of people use budgets to make a plan, but if you don't follow through on that plan and track your spending so that the the, the budget is kept up to date day to day, then it doesn't do you any good because when you look at it at the end of the month, all you can see is that, yeah, I went over budget but there's nothing you can do about it by that time. But if you can follow a process all the way through, you can stay on track and that's where you succeed.
0: Okay. I like that. Now, all of us have debt, right? We're all dealing with some amount of debt, whether it's, you know, next to nothing or a huge mountain of it. What are some ways um, that you suggest we can slay our debt?
1: There are a ton of ways, but the best way really, and I'm going to sound like a broken record through this because I'm always going to say the the budget, creating the budget is the best place to start. And the only reason is is because when you create that budget, the first step in that is your financial picture. And that's just simply a list of all of your financial obligations versus all the money that you have to spend on those financial obligations. And if you know that, then you know how much you have To slay that debt. Of course, there are minimums that you have to pay, but in order to know how much above and beyond that you can pay to do it faster, that's where the real growth comes in. And that's where you can slay that debt a lot of times much faster than you ever thought possible. And that will give you the knowledge of other places that you can cut spending if you choose in order to make that work faster for you. Now, there's a ton of other ways that you can slay the debt. I mean, you can you know get side jobs, sell things. But even if you can't or don't want to do any of that, it's amazing when you look through all of your money, what you're spending, and really get it focused, see how long it's going to take you. You might be surprised. And the debt snowball method to me is the best way to go with that. Because Simply changing the way that you pay your debt can make a huge difference on the time. Even if you don't pay any more than you were paying before, but you focus it all on one debt at a time, it can take years off of the timeline. It's amazing. And you can use the debt snowball and there are calculators out there that will tell you in half an hour tops how long it's going to take you to pay off that debt. And then you can play with it to change the timeline if you're not happy with it.
0: Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's really cool. Yeah, Yeah, the debt snowball was introduced to me through uh, Dave Ramsey, I believe. Yeah. And that is a really cool philosophy. So break that down for us really quick for those that don't know what we're talking
1: about. Okay, so the debt snowball method basically says that you make a list of all your debts from, uh, what your lowest, what your lowest balance to your highest balance. This is it, it's regardless of your interest rate. Forget about the interest rate and focus on your lowest debt. So you're going to pay, of course, the minimum payments on everything as you go through this process. But all the extra money that you have is going to go to that lowest debt to pay it off as fast as possible. Then when you're done with that, all the money that you were paying towards that debt can go to the next one on top of the minimum payment that you were already paying for that next one. Thus, it snowballs because that payment is getting bigger. And that's where the time frame really gets slayed and how long it's going to take.
0: It's so, such a great philosophy. It changes the way you look at debt too, because then it's not so overwhelming. Yep. Okay, so now let's talk about saving money. What are some simple ways to save money?
1: There are, of course, a ton of ways to save money. Um, you know, you hear about all the ones of, you know, not going to the coffee shop and, you know, making your own coffee at home and things like that. Those have been out there for ages. Um, but some of the ones that I like to focus on are a little less known and hopefully a little more creative. Of course, for me, it always comes back to the budget first, right? So what I like to do is budget high for all of my bills and expenses. So I take the last 12 months of, let's say, my electric bill. And if the highest amount that I paid in the last 12 months is $135, I'm going to go $150. And I'm going to put that money aside every month for my electric bill. And when it comes in under budget, I have that money to save. And I'm going to do that for all my bills and expenses. And just that alone, it's been amazing how much I've been able to save in that. And it's money that you already had that you didn't actually spend. But since you're budgeting it for that purpose, you're not spending it on something else. So it's still there for you to actually save. And there are a lot of different ones. Um, I have a blog post on this, 10 Surprising Ways to Save Money. So I'll just give you a couple more from those. I like to give myself an allowance. So this is just an amount of money that's in my budget every month that I can spend any way that I want. That's my play money. But that's where it ends. So I don't feel like I'm um, losing out on anything because I still have money to spend on fun things. But when I get extra money from other places, like an under-budget bill or maybe a bigger paycheck than I expected, I'm not going to blow that on... Fund money because I've already got my fund money. So, in giving myself an allowance, I actually save money that was unexpected or extra for my goals, like paying off debt or saving for a vacation or whatever financial goal you're focused on in the moment. Another thing that I did was give myself a rent increase uh, because I figured at some point, you know, we had lived in an apartment complex that hadn't raised our rate in years. And I felt like, well, at some point, they're going to raise our rent. So I better just get ready for it now. And in the meantime, I'll just save the difference. Because if I got a rent increase, I would find a way to pay for that increase. I mean, I would have to. So why not do it now and use it as a way to save money? So those are some of my favorite ways. There are a ton of other ones, but...
0: That's fascinating. I love those ideas. Okay, now, I know majority of our nation... Lives paycheck to paycheck. How do you break the cycle?
1: Yeah, that is the biggest thing. And it's the hardest thing, especially since it's so normal in our country, right? So again, I go back to the budget uh, because living paycheck to paycheck means that you are spending everything you make, and in some cases, more, because if you're using credit cards and not paying attention, you're spending more than you make, which is unsustainable. And, you know, is a r- big reason why a lot of people are so far into debt. So the biggest way that you can cut that is to create a budget and live on that budget because living below your means is what's going to stop the paycheck to paycheck cycle. If you can live on less than you're making and save the difference. And especially if you can put that into an emergency fund, like a six month, you know, emergency fund. That gets you out of the paycheck to paycheck cycle because now you're no longer dependent on that paycheck to live your life, and that's the that's really the goal here. So, um, you know, a lot of the things that come into play with that is when we get a pay raise because we always say it's just because I don't make enough money, right? But man, I've come to realize that's so not true because when you get a pay raise lifestyle creep happens. You start spending more on things that you just didn't have money for before. And all of a sudden you're still in the same boat. So the only way to get out of the paycheck to paycheck cycle, I think is to really focus on where your money is going, where you want it to go. And the budget to me is the best way to do that.
0: Okay. So let's dive into the budget. How do you recommend setting up one's budget?
1: Well, like I said earlier, I I recommend starting with the financial picture, which is simply a list of your income and all of your expenses. And when I say all of your expenses, I mean more than the bills. I mean more than your debt payments on the electricity bill and the light bill. You've also got to focus on the irregular expenses because those are the ones that trip you up. At least they trip me up. For so long after I started budgeting, I couldn't get it right because I kept forgetting about little things like the oil change that comes up every three months that you forget to put in your budget or you know your, your annual car insurance that hits you like a ton of bricks when it comes in the mail, even though logically we know it's coming, right? But we forget Christmas, same thing. It always hits us in the face. You have to put all of those things on paper and see what your difference is between your income and your spending. And then once you have that in place, you have to make sure that your expenses don't outweigh your income. If they do, then you need to decide whether you're going to cut some of those expenses or if you're going to get another job or some other way to get more income. So once you have your expenses under your income, then you can go ahead and create a spending plan. Now, a lot of people talk about budgets and spending plans interchangeably, but uh, the way that I budget, they're two different things. Your spending plan is a plan of how you're going to spend each paycheck. And typically we get two in a month. So I like to budget or I like to create a spending plan for each paycheck. Because then I know how much I have to spend You know, during the first check and the second check. If you budget for one month um, or plan for one month, but you've got two different checks, you may not have all the money you need at a certain time. So you need to break those spending plans up into whatever your checks are. And then once you've got your checks balanced out, and it, I recommend zero-based budgeting, which means that your spending plan is dollar for dollar, penny for penny, what your paycheck is. So every dollar, every penny is budgeted for, even if some of it is budgeted for savings, it all needs to be budgeted for. And so when you have your spending plans done, then you create your budget, which really the budget is just a collection of categories that you can drop those different amounts into from your spending plan. So if you plan to spend $150 on your groceries, then $150 goes in your grocery item or category in your budget and down the list. So now your budget is compiled of all the categories that you need to spend from. And so when you track your spending, then you can take the money out of those categories as you spend so that you always know what you have left so once you've got the the budget set up then it's a matter of monitoring that budget and tracking your spending to keep it up to date
0: okay so do you suggest then to reevaluate your budget
1: monthly i don't know that you necessarily need to reevaluate it monthly but you're always going to be looking at it so yes you you do and especially depending on how you're going to do it because some people like to um, save monthly for annual expenses so that by the time that annual expense comes due, the money is there. And some people like to just save for one expense at a time. So however you're doing that, you're going to have to reevaluate your budget, um, every month, you know, um, depending on, on what you, what savings categories you have, because maybe you've hit one category. So now you need to start saving in another category. So, yeah, it's really a monthly thing. And I even suggest doing a weekly budget meeting, even if it's just by yourself. Because one week, let's say you get paid every two weeks. Okay. So, on the week that you get paid, you're going to need to budget the money from your spending plan into your budget. Okay. And then the week that you do not get paid, you're still going to take a look at your budget and reconcile everything to make sure that there was nothing missed. Your budget, um, the amount in your budget matches the amount in your bank account and that you haven't overspent in any categories or maybe you need more money in your grocery category for the next week until you get paid again. So that's kind of how I do it.
0: Okay. I just thought, okay, I've been looking at debt and budgeting all wrong. So I thought it was a one and done. But that totally makes sense because every month is going to bring a new set of expenses.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's always something different. And especially in the beginning, you just really want to be on top of it because you're never going to get it right the first time. I mean, none of us are perfect and you're going to tweak it. Even if you quote, do it wrong and then get it right, there's going to be other things that come up that you want to try that might work better for you. So in the beginning, I spent a lot of time just making tweaks and changes. But now, really, I mean, I track my spending as I go. So when I make a purchase, it's already in my budgeting system within 10 minutes. And there's really not a lot of time involved now. But in the beginning, yeah, you had to put some more time into it. Definitely.
0: Okay. So do you have any financial tools or software that you recommend using?
1: Absolutely. YNAB, hands down. YNAB is an acronym for You Need a Budget. And it is the best budgeting system I have ever found. It's a great tool because it does everything that we're talking about. Um, it categorizes your money for you and also gives you a kind of a, consider it an electronic check register where you can put all of your um, expenses in there. So when I go to the store and I buy groceries, I just use my YNAB app. I enter my transaction right there and it updates my budget. So I always know exactly how much I have for groceries, gasoline, you name it i know all the time and wineab for so i think it's 799 a month it's the best money i spend all year
0: Okay, good to know. Because I was doing the envelope system for a long time. And those are hard to keep track of.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's easy in one way, because if there's no money in the envelope, then it's gone, right? And that's why Dave Ramsey recommends it. It's, it's great. I used to follow that too. But my problem was, I kept going to the store without my cash. Mm -hmm. And that's actually why I found YNAB because I went online looking for a digital cash envelope system. And that's really what YNAB is.
0: Very cool. Oh, that's great to know. Yeah. Okay. This has been really useful information and I appreciate you so much sharing this with us today. Tell us how we can find you to work with you or if we have any more questions for you.
1: Sure. You can go to my website, which is sensiblechat.com. That sense, C-E-N-T-S, able. So sensiblechat.com. And uh, you can email me, Bobby B-O-B-B-I at sensiblechat.com with any questions, or you can, uh, on my website, you can schedule a free consultation with me. And I'm always happy to answer any questions.
0: Lovely. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Bobby Joe. It's a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to the Passion to Profit Podcast. If you loved it, please let us know so we can create more content that will be useful to you. We would also like to invite you to our free masterclass on attracting high paying clients. Just visit barbiejoe.com to register for our next free masterclass. So you can start filling your calendar with high paying clients and step into a full-time business and not just a hobby. We want to show you how to make more money in less time.